God, this show's so maudlin. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, another episode of 80s News Now. With me as always, he's the kookaburro to my dingo. <laughs> Times pop music critic Sean Daly. Come on, you gotta sell it. 80s News Now! I'm sick. Yeah, yeah you are sick. a little sick. You know, this um, Stuck in the 80s is brought to you, you know, by Theraflu. <laughs> <laughs> Just say Theraflu. <laughs> I can't. Theraflu. Ah, my joke Do you use botched. that? Do you use that? I don't even know what that is. Is that something I would apply on my chest? You could. <laughs> if you're using it improperly. So Spearsy's been a little under the weather. We almost did a show today on sick days. Yeah, which we're going to save, and we're going to bring in our, our good friend Tom Jones. We're going to do it about sick days in the 80s. And we'll tell you right now, if you remember what you did, maybe TV shows you watched, you know, what was the No Whammy show? No Whammies. Was that concentration? Was it? No, remember the game show? No. You know? Were no you Whammies, game, no Whammies. You were a game show guy when you were sick? Yeah, I was. I was. Mikhail's Navy, which was in the 80s, but, you know. Back then, everything was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, tell us, and we'll, we'll do it right off the bat here. Favorite foods? Foods you would eat, games you would play, maybe like the little Coleco, you know, football, stuff like that. The handheld uh, games with the little lines. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh, and we'll do a big show on sick days in the 80s. We'll bring Tom Jones in here. We'll tell some of our stories, some of yours. So where can they send that stuff, Steve? As always, you know the address. It's stuck in the 80s at tempbay.com. But today, today, we're sad to say we're going to do an 80s news now news because there's a lot of sad news in the 80s world. Yes, but we're going to try to celebrate it. We don't want to be maudlin. We don't. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, we lost some uh, we lost best. some '80s friends, people who had uh, did great work in the '80s, and we're going to celebrate them today, as well as a, a few other things going on in the '80s world. So, Steve, kick off '80s news now. Dun dun dun. Ricky Schroeder, rest in peace. <laughs> no, Wait, no, no. is that not this episode? No, no, he's still okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. It's two weeks from now. Men at Work member Greg Ham, best known for playing the iconic flute solo on the Australian group's hit Down Under, was found dead in his Melbourne home on Thursday at the age of 58. Uh, even though Men at Work broke up in 1985, uh, they're still best known for a slew of hits, including uh, Down Under. But that has become a source of haunting, and it haunted Greg Ham uh, to the end. In 2009, a publishing company claimed Ham's flute solo was lifted. From the Kookaburra Sits on the Old Gum Tree, a well-known children's song in Australia. A judge agreed, and the band had to pay 5% of its past profits. 
Uh, Ham was quoted as saying after the ruling, it has destroyed so much of my song. It will be the way the song is remembered, and I hate that. I'm terribly disappointed that that's the way I'm going to be remembered for copying something. Not a chance, Greg. Not a chance. I didn't even know that. I didn't even, I guess I heard something about it, but I thought it was kind of bogus. No. Like, Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Isn't that like... You know, are there even rights on that copyright? I mean, isn't that well, considered like the public domain? It's is it Australia. It's, it's amazing that they even have laws there. Oh man! Well, I don't really know. I mean, it's iconic. And uh, who could it be now? He did the um, the saxophone solo. He was always quite puckish, Greg Ham yeah. in the videos. You always you could point him out of a video. Him and Colin Hay were probably the only two members you could point out. Right. And about that sax solo, you know that the the version that you hear on the song. I believe it was his first take ever. It was the re- take he did for the rehearsal. Really? And they, oh, they liked it so that much stuff. that they uh, they kept it. That's what you hear. Boom. He was good. Perfect. First time out. He was out. great. Yeah. It, it's, it's sad. I mean, uh, the news came out today that at, at first they maybe suspected some unusual circumstances, but it came out today that the, no foul play. Oh, really? Good. So we don't know. We, we don't know what happened. Uh, the, the Australian police, uh, from what I read, are very tight-lipped about discussing crime scene or death scene details with the press. And so it might be a long time before we find out what... I don't understand that. The whole... Them. I got to look into that um, that court case. Because <laughs> their songs reference other songs all the time. Yeah, I know. We're not copyright attorneys. I mean, these things happen, though. I mean, what was it... Uh, to play a refrain or a strain you, from a it song? It happens all the time in, in the U.S. and it ends up in court. It sounds a little bogus to me. I'm going to look into that. I'm going to fight for Greg Ham's honor. <laughs> when I heard that Greg Ham died, um, the first thing I thought about is in the video for Down Under, isn't he sitting on the tree with a, like a, a stuffed koala dangling yeah. next to him? Yeah. I love that. He's good. I'm, He's great. It, remember when we talked to Colin Hay and we asked him. Oh, I remember our Colin Hay interview. Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, we asked him about, you know, why can't men and work get back together? Why, you know, why, why, why not a reunion? And he kind of said, yeah, like what a lot of people say, which is that, hey, I'm not the one holding it back. I just know the people involved, and it's just not going to happen. And I don't know if he was talking about Greg necessarily. But what I do know is that um, after the news of this broke, uh, Colin Hay came out uh, with an official statement talking about Greg. And it's really beautiful. Do you want to read it for us? Uh, sure. Um, and I was wondering about this. I was driving to work today about uh, if Colin Hay had made a statement. And he did indeed. And uh, he said, uh, we played in a band and conquered the world together. We played in a band and conquered the world together. I love that. Uh, I love him very much. He's a beautiful man. I'm hoping his family is receiving the love and support they need and deserve. Uh, Colin continues, I met Greg Ham 40 years ago at comedian Kim uh, Gingell's house in 1972. Last year of high school, he had blonde hair, rosy cheeks, ridiculous bright eyes. He was sharp, real sharp. We were friends from then on. We liked each other. Uh, and then you hear you. You're right. As for his musical le- legacy, Ham says, uh, or Hay says, Ham's spot is secure. The saxophone solo on "Who Can It Be Now" was the rehearsal take. We kept it. That was the one. He's here forever. Wow. Yeah. As only uh, Colin Hay can say it. So there you go, Greg Ham. Uh, geez, you hate that he was so hard on himself. That is not how he'll be remembered um, for copying something. Not at all. You know, even though you read this, I, I think it sounds bogus and ridiculous. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, a lot of my childhood was spent watching Greg Ham sit next to that stuffed koala. I'm better for it. Yeah, first video I ever saw on MTV was uh, Men at Work, but it was Be Good Johnny. Um, actually, play a little Greg Ham. We'll finish up here. Play a little Greg Ham for us. about you sean but i mean what, what happens to you every time you hear the announcement of, of someone that we love from the 80s passing on oh, it always feels personal it always feels personal to me you know um you know as for as much as i you know kind of rope-a-dope kind of you know uh I, I pretend like you're the uh you know the diehard 80s guy and i'm the you know the casual believer. It's not true. I mean, I grew up. I mean, the '80s was the the decade that formed me, obviously. And so, uh, my cliche is ingrained. You know, Greg Ham is his is you know helped build me. It's ingrained in my DNA. So I always uh, I always take it personally. And you know, we're not getting any younger, Spearsy. Well, that's what I was gonna say. What what hits me is I feel also more all, all that much more mortal. And and we're all starting to get to that age where people our age now die of heart attacks. Right. And I think this is really morbid, but I think sometimes when I leave the lair in the mornings, I look around and I and I wonder if if I die today, if if this is my day and you know, later on today or tomorrow someone's going to come in, you know, they're going to come in here to clean up the lair. Is this this is going to be the this is going to be the impression that that I've left. You know, the pizza box. So you yeah. go back and you clean up the porn. I, 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 <laughs> I clean, put away the ball gag. Yeah. I do I clean up my place a little bit more every morning knowing for some morbid reason thinking that this could always be the day. Now I am extremely regretting leaving my dirty underwear all <laughs> over the floor like, "Oh man." Cuz you know he let a dark life Sean Daly under the pants strewn about. He let the dark streak literally. <laughs> <laughs> Not even clean undies. That would be horrible. I Seriously, you need a hug. This sickness really got you down. It's playing with your 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 mortality. Spears, he shall live forever. <laughs> no. On to the next. <laughs> On to the next death. <laughs> Sad news. Levon Helm, the drummer and singer of the band and an accomplished uh, actor in several 80s films, has left us. He was 71 years old when he died of cancer um, on Thursday. Sean Daly, please explain to us um, the relevance and the genius of Levon Helm. Yeah, Levon Helm. So uh, I'll just give you a little little background about what was going on with me. I had just got uh, finished uh, writing the Dick Clark obit. Of course, Dick Clark, his, you know, his career spans you know, five, six decades. Uh, including the '80s, he gave us, uh, you know, brought Michael Jackson and Madonna into our house. I almost thought about including uh, Dick Clark in this, but I thought, well, here we go. I think, I think it would be, I think it would be horrifically presumptuous of us 
to try to say that that Dick Clark ha- belongs to the eighties. Yeah, but I mean, he, he belongs to so many. Yeah, decades. oh, the fifties, sixties, seventies. But hey, here we are. Here we'll mention Dick Clark. So I got done doing that, and the next day I had a big, uh, big assignment about something I was doing, and somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, Levon Helm died." And uh, I'm like, oh, just the way it was and the, the space we had in the paper. You know, normally, if I would have had more room, I would have written about Levon Helm. Of course, he was the drummer and the lead singer uh, from the band. And the band musically, uh, you know, music from Big Pink was their album in 1968, had the weight on it. Uh, you probably also know the night they drove Old Dixie down up on Cripple Creek. Um you know, kind of the progenitors of the alt-country movement. Uh, Levon Helm and the Hawks, you know, Robbie Robertson was in there, uh, Rick Danko. Those guys backed up Dylan on some uh, legendary tours. I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, normally, I mean, Levon Helm was a big death. And he he struggled with, uh, I think, throat cancer for, gosh, the last 15 years, maybe. Easily. Um I tell you, Spears, you know, Greg Ham was 58, Levon Helm was 71, and even 71, to me, now that I'm 42, 71 sounds young. You know, like, even Dick Clark was 82. Like, I, you know, this body ain't built for speed, you know? <laughs> you and I aren't long-distance runners. Uh, but you, the 71, I'd like to at least, you know... I'd like to crack the 50s. <laughs> You're hoping for 50s. I'm shooting a little higher than that. But anyway, Levon Helm, uh, go out and, you know, dust off your old, uh, band vinyl. But when I said, oh, you know, Steve was out a couple days and he came back and said, oh, Levon Helm died. And, uh, you perked up, of course, because you are an encyclopedia of the 80s. And you're like, you know, Levon Helm was, uh, in some great 80s movies. He was, yeah. In fact, I, and I lean more towards, Levon Helm, the actor, uh, he plays Loretta uh, Lynn's dad in Coal Miner's Daughter, 1980. Wow. Yeah. And his most epic role of all. And I totally forgot he was in this. The Right Stuff, 1983. Yeah. He's in The Right Stuff. Um, so I like guys who build careers like that. You know, and directors, I mean, Levon Helm had such an interesting voice, an interesting face. And you could see filmmakers, and he was so, like, of the earth, right? The band is considered inherently American, but the rest of the guys were Canadian. Levon Helm was the only American in the band. Um, and so guys like that, yeah, he was just inherently American. So, and the right stuff that, and Coal Miner's Daughter. There was a lot. Very much. Yeah, those were obviously the the big ones. I mean, he was, he had smaller roles in The Dollmaker, Smooth Talk, Into the Line, Staying Together. I mean, he was, I mean, his voice and his face. To, to 80s uh, fans of movies is just unforgettable. Yeah, go back and rent uh, the right stuff. He's a pilot, uh, Jack Ridley. Yeah, you have yeah. a favorite scene from that? Yeah, I, I love the hangar scene between uh, him and Chuck Yeager. Hey, Ridley. Yeah. You got any beamers? I might have me a stick. Well, loan me something, would you? I'll pay you back later. Burn up. So there you go. Levon Helm, Greg Ham, Dick Clark. They all helped build us, you know. And so uh, Stuck in the 80s says goodbye and thanks. The summer and fall concert calendars are finally beginning to fill up. And the most recent tours announced, Journey. With Pat Benatar and Loverboy. And Neil Giraldo. Don't forget him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Rush. 
touring on a soon-to-be-released album called Clockwork Angels, and even Van Halen, who's already on tour. They've added 18 more dates to the latest reunion uh, expedition. Sean Daly, what if any of these uh, are the can't-miss shows for the year? Go see VH! Van Halen! Now, Spearsy, you didn't go with me. You were on a cruise with your new family of 18 children. Um, and so I saw Van Halen at the uh, Tampa Bay Times Forum in Tampa, and uh, they were awesome. Now, you went with me to the last DLR go-round, and that was like David Lee Roth in the top hat, and Eddie, I think, was still having some you know, uh, addiction problems. Oh, and, we all. <laughs> and, 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 and Wolfie was like brand new there, and it just wasn't a great show. Van Halen came out a few years ago, and they're like, hey, we're back, and that's good enough. And it was entertaining. But it was a bit of a mess. I tell you what, the other night I see Van Halen. They're they're touring on uh, this great album that you know. I think that was key too. That they they were in the studio together. They've been working together, and so they came out and they were a totally different band. They were a good band again. Dave Lee Roth was doing some of his like shooby dooby moves, you know, like sliding around on these like dance recital planks, you know. Um, but I mean, Eddie was sober and just killing it. You know, eruption made sense. Like his solo was like, it, it was a great show. I was blown away. You know what I remember the 2008 show? Is I bought the wrong concert shirt. Do you remember that? I still, I'm still bothered by that. They had this whole wall of concert shirts. And I always go for the one that has the, the cities on the back. Yeah. I, I just think that's so cool. So what do I do? It's 2008. This is the, I buy the 2007 shirt that doesn't say Tampa on it. I still have it. And I hate to wear it. Um, almost as much as I hate my uh, my dirty uh, City of Hope t-shirt that I never wear. And yet, neither is as bad as my Glenn Campbell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wear this Glenn Campbell uh, concert tee. I thought it was cool. It was red. No, it's so with, like uncool. this old Wild West uh, lettering. It's indie. <laughs> there wasn't a single person who, like, everyone's like, oh, really? Like, it was the last one left. And like, what's wrong with it? That's the key, though. And I learned that after the last Journey concert I went to, which was last year, I, I took my girlfriend, and we, her big thing was, I'm going to buy you your Journey concert shirt, because I know how oh, important Journey concert shirts nice, are yeah. to you. And so I said, okay, fine, but let's wait till the end of the show, because I don't want to be carrying it around the whole time. Yeah. You know, that no, 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 it's a, yeah. That's the worst part of buying a concert shirt. So I thought, I'm going to be smart, but I'll... Are you not the guy who like pulls it on over another oh, shirt at the show? Two shirts on me <laughs> for a July concert? That's yeah, not, that's not why. I'm never the guy who pulls on the shirt there, though. I used to have a strategy though, where um, I'd wear a shirt that I'm going to throw away anyway, and then I'd buy the shirt. Oh, that's smart. Go to the like bathroom. Underpitch shirts got yeah, like, yeah, the stains yeah, yeah. and shit. Go to the bathroom, throw away the other shirt, and then put on the new shirt. But that's kind of smart. I should have done it for this show because we walk out. And literally, there's nothing left. I mean, it's the dregs. And plus, you know, I'm looking for like the hefty, hefty yeah, sizes. Yeah, looking for a couple X's. I'm not looking for like a medium adult. Yeah. And um, the more X's, the better. And all they had was the City of Hope, City of Hope shirt, which had like <laughs> a skyline of the Philippines, of Manila on it. Oh, jeez. I'm like, really? This is this is what it's resorted to. I wouldn't even let Tina buy it for me. I I bought it because I'm like, look, I don't I don't want this on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want you to be. You know, this is this is my mistake, and I'm gonna I'm gonna own it because that was the only one left. Yeah, it was the only one in my size. Oh, it was either that or a big stop sign shirt that said "Stop" and it's like, "Don't stop believing." Oh, and there's no way that yeah, would have been worse than your Glenn Campbell shirt. <laughs> no. 
I'm telling you, find that for you. Art form, art form to buying concert shirts. So, uh, chances are, I'm going to have to go see Journey um, again. Uh, but Pat Benatar and Loverboy, that those are compelling opening acts. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, uh, Pat Benatar is great. <laughs> I don't well, know you know, if compelling is the word I'd use for Loverboy. What's his name? What's the guy's name? Mike Reno. Mike Reno. Mike Reno looked like there's about four Mike Reno stitched together. (laughs) Last time we saw him, that's not very nice. He could hit the. Hey, I'm. I'm, I've gained a few pounds. That's not. Yeah, Lover Boy. Not compelling, but fun. Compelling. It's a safe word. Jeez. Fun's more. Rush. I heard time stand still today out during my walk down by the water. Um, that song was messing with me. Why? Because I started to think that maybe time stands still, um, and Rush fans are going to crucify me for this, <laughs> but I yeah. thought that maybe Neil uh, uh, Pert uh, wrote it after like his his you know the family accident, and like time stands still was about like trying, which I'm totally wrong here on dates. But as I'm walking down by the gorgeous uh, uh, Gulf of Mexico. Um, I started to get really into, like, maybe that's what he was trying to tell us. Now, I welcome hundreds of Rush fans to say you're totally wrong. Time Standstill is about the world clock or something like that. I think, yeah, you know? I think it was also before, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know, but it haunted me, Spears. It haunted me. You know what else routinely haunts me? The, the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, but before we get started... Yeah, I got a little work to do, a little housework to do here. Fire away. We'd like to thank some of our listeners. Time stands still. <laughs> no, don't. I can't mess get, with my head. Time stands still messing with my head. I in my head. Yeah, I'm, listen to it. I can't sing. Nobody can any, sing Rush, by the way. Um, so anyway, we've had, uh, we had three or four really, really great shows in a row, and fans really seem to respond to them. Uh, we had a lot of fun with letters and stuff, and Steve and I had to take a sabbatical. We had to take some vacation time, uh, and so now we're going to try to fire up the fun machine again for you. But uh, as we were going, we received some really nice gifts from uh, some of you guys, and we thought we'd give shout-outs. Uh, uh, we got a huge uh, shipment of Funyuns. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else there. Sorry. A huge uh, shipment of, of Funyuns from somebody named... Broad Wilhelm, maybe I'm pronouncing that from Germany. Yeah, uh, no, from our friend Brad Williams in L.A. Uh, we love Brad. Uh, your love for Brad is is mutual. You guys love each other. Brad and I, have, uh, we have a very love hate. Brad and I, I always love Brad, and how, he's not sure. How many bags have you already gone through? Uh, like six or seven. Really? Yeah, I ate one so right good. before the show. Um, was it a get, mistake? Yeah, so salty. The, no, it's not that. They give you the breath. It's like you just ate a, a dirty gym sock. <laughs> that it? was the original snack name was dirty gym it, socks. I swear but they God. went with Funyuns. There's, they don't taste like onions. They t- it's just awful. It's anyway, going to get worse. Brad Williams sent us some Funyuns. Dan Vey, who is now trying to get back in our good graces after he wrote a scathing letter. Venom Vey. Venom. Yeah, Venom. Ripping me. For something. Oh, Huey Lewis. Was that what it was? Was he the Huey Lewis guy? Anyway, we love Vey again. Vey sent us a big bag of movie memorabilia, including a poster for Willow. Give us a little Willow, Steve. You are great. <laughs> we love Dan Vey. And perhaps the best gift of all comes from our friend um, uh, Robert Jordan. 
who sent us two giant buckets of Fisher's popcorn from my old stopping grounds of Ocean City, Maryland. Steve, how delicious was Fisher's popcorn? Oh, don't ask me that. I, I really you, don't. I don't like popcorn. You loved it. Wait, what are you lying I, for? I, it was delicious. It was uh, like there were opiates. I crave it fortnightly. But you know what's funny is we left it in the car. We took it with oh, us. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we, we ate as buckets. We ate as much as we could here at, at, at work, and then I gave what was left to to, to my girlfriend and, and her daughter to take, and they left it in the car constantly. That car smelled like the inside of the bucket. Because <laughs> did cause, they eat it? Because because uh, my, my girlfriend's kid and her friends would just be like, <laughs> and so every time I'd get in the car, it'd be like it'd be like someone hits you with a baseball bat that smelled like. Caramel Seriously, corn. it was like 87 pounds of caramel corn, oh but there's God. something about Fishers, and also people who know Ocean City, Maryland, Thrasher's French fries. Robert Jordan, if you want me to send some Thrasher's, that'd be great, too. A little bit of malt vinegar on there. Um, but it was great. And the entire newsroom, not just news features, but the newsroom, too, was like, what is this delicious treat? And I said, it's from Robert Jordan. It's yeah, I, gotta be, I have a bone to pick in general with um, this whole Maryland fetish of food. I. I get tired of having to always hear about how the the French fries up there are better, Thrashers, the popcorn, baby. and the crab cakes, and the, the uh, G and M crab cakes. Let's, I don't get let's it. Come Maryland. I've never had a crab cake that I thought was like worth talking about the next day. G and M. What? It's you're, a crab cake. because you're in Florida. Oh, you know what infuriates me is when people try to sell down here. Oh, delicious crab cakes. So what? You know they're not. It's like claw meat. It's crap. It's, it's just, crab with a K. You got to go to Maryland. I've always said it is one of my edicts that you can only get a good crab cake in the state of Maryland. Maryland is for crabs, baby. But, but crab cakes are just like, it's like the bologna sandwich of seafood. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's it's a meaningless like what side item. Right? Gladys Daly, my ninety eight year old grandmother, would make these crab cakes that you you take a bite, you'd want to cry. It was so delicious. Nah, I don't buy it. You're because you're from Florida. You have no like natural cuisine down here except for a Cuban sandwich, and that's why you're going to be dead by fifty. <laughs> Grim Reaper, bitch. <laughs> Point taken. No, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever. And you know what? I think I've had GM crab cakes. They're the size of your head. And I think I'm like, seriously, try one. And you know what you say? You're like, no, I don't want to try one. I don't like it because you don't want to have to admit that you were wrong about crab cakes. I have a right that? mind to walk right out of here. I don't know. I still say baloney. Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, baloney. God. What was that about? Edith Raquel concert. That guy in front of me kept turning around. He smelled like like baloney. And he just had these like bull nostrils. (laughs) It's like he smelled like baloney. I couldn't even enjoy uh, Edie Brickell's uh, whimsical. You weren't going to enjoy it anyway. (laughs) Uh, And and didn't somebody else send us something too? Didn't we get something else? No. Uh, uh, Molly. uh, Molly Monkey sent us a bunch of uh, really cool tote bags from uh, uh, bands that are on tour. I have those on my Where's my stuff? Where's you my grabbed, stuff from Molly? You grabbed, you grabbed the Andy Brickell one. <laughs> no, actually, I, I grabbed the Bob Dylan one, and I used, I call it my Johnny Appleseed bag, and it's now my beach bag. So thank you, Molly Monkey. She's gone quiet a bit. They've all gone quiet. Yeah, I, I get I get wary, because I, mean, I look at these, I look at these segues that we have to read, and nobody nobody entered. I know. Why the first, so, why so little love? Yeah, fire up the segue machine. Let's see okay, what we can do here. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm going my point about baloney and everything else. Pay attention. Here was the last uh, show's mystery movie moment. He's a flyer. 
He's had two races today already. He'll die. Just swing along, you guys, and wait. Yeah, that's Chariots of Fire. Everyone should know that. It's yeah. a great movie. But you know what? Only three people uh, knew it. Shazam from St. Louis. Brian Calhoun. <laughs> his name is as, is as exotic as his lifestyle. Ken Ward from Tampa. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. We can't keep the baby, Kaya. We have to take her to the village council. If you know it, and you better know it, I'm going to make it easy this week. Very easy. Extremely easy. You are great. You are great. <laughs> that's we'll just tell a, you right now. That's just a tip, okay? <laughs> uh, Email us at stuckinthesatempe.com. And now, our newest segment, What Makes Spearsy Cry. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. Cause here we are back where we were before. Seems nothing ever changes. Here we go. America's fastest growing quiz sensation. Not so fast growing anymore. Nobody cares. No, stop it. Mark New Jersey's what only makes one cares. Spearsy cry. You know what makes me we cry? We love Mark in New Jersey. All I get in my email these days is Cialis uh, emails because they just changed the uh, <laughs> oh my god the, the spam, spam filter. filter here. All of a sudden, I'm getting tons of boner ads. Yeah, what's the use? So we spent all this money for a new spam filter and it doesn't work. Right. Awesome. Speaking um, of spam, I think I'd rather eat that than a Baltimore uh, crab cake. You know, the, here's the thing about you, Spears, is you're not even willing to let me prove you wrong. Like if I if I had one cent, you're like, yeah, it's okay. Yo, you do that. Fucking- Spears thing where I, I I give it to you and I know you like it and you're like yeah it's okay I'm um, um, yeah whatever and I'd be like I know inside like your 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 insides are cha chaing and you love it and your synapses are firing and you want to say I love this delicious crab cake yeah it's okay whatever it's a crab cake oh oh just don't do it all right what makes <laughs> what makes daily cry. Uh, yeah, Mark in New Jersey, and Mark, thank you for your nice words about my Van Halen review. Mark, uh, Mark's tough on me as well, you know, but he's fair. He's fair. Uh, Mark wants to play What Makes Spearsy Cry. Here's his attempt. Great podcasts of late. Mm, there you go. Thank you. And I can't wait for the Guitar Gods one coming soon after you see the mighty Van Halen in Tampa. That's actually a good show, Guitar Gods of the 80s. That's not bad. Or we give them all a little lick. You know, a little, uh, that's not what I meant. We can get them all a solo from a song. Um, but here you go. Here we, here goes. Uh, I am going for the trifecta of songs to make Spearsy cry. So he's going to give us three songs then? Three songs. Okay. Are you ready? Go ahead. Everything I Do by Brian Adams. That's a 1991 song. <laughs> from Robin Hood. So I'm automatically disqualified. <laughs> what makes Spearsy pissed? Uh, but no, that would not okay. normally make All me right. cry. Now he's only got two to work with. The Search is Over by Survivor. Wow, 1984. Uh, I think that went to number four in the charts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Survivor, The Search is Over. No, it's kind of a happy song. I'm not crying. And finally, Out of Nothing at All by Air Supply. 
Another winner. It didn't even. He didn't even need you three. Keep he doing one. Air. People can't keep pulling air supply. That works every time. Uh, congratulations to Mark in New Jersey. You will be sent either uh, a mini bag of autographed Funyuns or maybe something from Dan Vay's sack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if you would like to play What Makes Spearsy Cry, send your entries to Stuck in the 80s at TampaBay.com. Ah, the magical refrain of name that 80s tune. Um, there'll be no sacks. <laughs> the sacks are empty. There They've been drained. No sack. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, here's the song from last show. That's cool by Morris Day in the Time. You wonder how to do it. It's just one simple rule. I'm just cool. It's a tough one. I'm going to defend our listeners and say that was too hard. A lot of people got the, the band right, but the song wrong. And um, it's so sad because this would have been brilliant. Um, we had expected to have an interview with Morris Day, and that's why I used this song. Um, he was coming to town for Funk Fest 2012, and we had the interview all set up. And I'm sitting up here at the control panel like I am right now, waiting for 30 minutes for that phone ring. It did not ring. Morris let me down. Oh. And Did so, you see any Funk Fest? Did you go? No, I was out of town. But um, but I'm still in touch with his manager. I'm still trying to get him on the phone, so you never know. But Morris, you know, he's a cool guy. I don't know if he's going to... A little too cool this time. Yeah. Well, we had a couple winners. Uh, Christine in Philly. Oh, there he is. Our best friend, Robert Jordan, live from Stortstown, PA, but forever in Perry Hall, Maryland. <laughs> you loved him in the X-Men. Dr. Jean-Marc Beauvais. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinnews.tempe.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. back and uh, i got some news for you yes I, I want some good news there's been a lot a lot of people been asking us because every year stuck in ease tries to go on a little road trip somewhere and, and meet our friends and this year we've had a hard time finding anything that they really kind of sounded interesting because we as much as we'd love to go back out to la again we know that's an expensive plane ticket uh we haven't heard of any good uh concerts yet in las vegas which is you know always one of our favorite places but there's this big uh Horror movie fan fest <gasps> called I think it's called Fright Fest. It's set for Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. 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 Um, I think it's June thirtieth and July first. 
and um, I like the sound of it already. Tell me more. A lot of a lot of um, horror movie uh, actors and actresses will be there. Um, some some comic book stuff. Some graphic any notable stuff. actresses uh, among the promised uh, people so far. There's announcements are still coming out. I should say. But they've announced that several members of Weird Science are going to be there. Cool. Not not the big names. No Kelly LeBrock yet, as far as I know. But some of the more She's minor busy. characters. The guy who plays the bartender in the bar they sneak into. <laughs> no. Some some good characters. Uh, and Deborah Foreman. Are you telling me She's Spears to be there. and Deborah Foreman could meet for the very first time? She's there because she was big in a few horror movies. In April the Fool's Day? April Fool's Day was a big one. But um, so I think this is her first fan fest. I think she's she's trying to get out there, embrace the fact that people remember her and love her. Now let me ask you about, um, and I'll share this with all our um, listeners as well. Uh, as far as tech stuff goes, could we record a podcast? Yes, out there? we could. I think I'm already in touch with them. Could we go live? Is there any way we could do a no, live we can't show? Go live. We couldn't stream live somewhere. All I don't right. think so. But uh, but uh, who knows? So I'm what I'm doing is I'm proposing. To stuck in the 80s nation that we uh, we uh, officially designate this as the stuck in the 80s 2012 get together. You know, I'm, not a lot of people are going to be able to go to Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. But Louisville. um, but I like the idea of us going there and just and and broadcasting. It could be fun. I'd like to try some different uh, uh, stuff though. Broadcasting. Let's see if we can push the boundaries. Sure. <laughs> you know, I always tell you I want to set up on Radio Row in the Super Bowl, and you hate that idea. What does the Super Bowl have to do with stuck in the ass? I'm like, they got all sorts of people coming. No. You hate that idea like you hate Maryland crab cakes. There's nothing I hate more than Maryland crab cakes. Well, I love that. I absolutely, no BS, love that idea about Fright Fest. I love the topic. I've always wanted to go to one of these cons. Yeah, this will be. I think this will, it won't be as huge as the, obviously, as the same. A lot of guys one. dressed up like Jason Voorhees, though. A yeah. lot of, and one of those guys is actually oh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> you just hope you don't sadly, piss off the wrong one. half those guys know <laughs> that they dressed up as Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Uh, I love that idea. I've never been there, and I'd love to go. Uh, to have you and Deborah Foreman could be our greatest podcast ever. I don't even know if I should be involved in that. Sure. We should all be involved in it. It'll be fun. But let's invite people down. I guess yeah. Kentucky. It's pretty central. I'm thinking of my U.S. geography now. Like It's rather somewhere in the middle. Can, somewhere in the middle. Um, I love that idea. And let me re- uh, reiterate for a future show. Send us your stories about sick days. In the eighties, what you watched, what you ate, what you, what board games you played, what you did. What, Tell us some fun stories. What diseases you had. Jeez, <laughs> um, and I think that could be a really fun show. Sick. It's very conceptual, but it could be a blast. Yeah. So could Louisville. So could Louisville. I've re- I'm, I swear to God, this is the first. I, I, I kid you not, everybody. This is the first Steve is telling me about it, and I absolutely love that idea. I, I, I'm in love with that city ever since the movie Are Elizabeth Town. Co- yeah, Cameron oh, Crow. oh, geez, you're going to be a I'm between a Foreman, between Elizabethtown, you're going to be sobbing. Can you get in touch with these uh, people running the Comic Cons? Yeah, I already S- am in touch with them. See if they can set us up with yep. some. Uh, we'll have we'll have more us. we'll have more details next show. Stay tuned. Uh, look for it. I'll put a link on the the Facebook page. I'm all excited. If I put if I put a link on the Facebook page, will people be able to find it? Oh my God! I 
I, you know, honestly, I don't know. We have a new Facebook page, or it's the same address, but it's this weird cockamamie new Dateline thing. Is that what they call it? Timeline? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sound so 42. I sound like 82 now. I can't figure out our new Facebook page. I wanted to go on there the other day and have fun with some people. I had no idea where I was like talking, who I was talking to. I can't handle the new Timeline thing. I don't get it. It's awful. I, I really. I can't. love the, the the mural we have, that collage up there of all the '80s stuff. The page looks cool, but I don't understand. I like my old Facebook page. I know they changed. Uh, you have no choice with your individual ones. You can keep it the old style, at least for now. But with oh, these, oh, with the fan. But page. with these fan pages, you have to go to the new uh, one. I think that's just rotten. Oh man, I, I'm sorry, but it, it confuses me. Yeah, I it confuse does. easily. Yeah. Well, it's a. This fright fest has a Facebook page of its own. They have a website. I believe it's like fan uh, fright fright fest film or oh, fest or I something. I want to go to It'll that. It'll be there. I'm gonna get the information out there. Promise me you'll go to the blog and the Facebook page. You'll see it there. We will we will scrape the information together. We will try to put this trip together. I think Louisville could be a fun town, especially with our friends there. Yeah. And um that's where it goes. Do we do we do a good job today? Did was this a worthy it effort? It started very yeah, you were sick, you know. I'm we still were, we were sick. a little little rusty, but it started very sad with uh, remembering some friends we lost. And then I got furious with you about crab cakes and my ire carried us to the end. <laughs> yeah. I love it, but another good show. Wrap it up for us, Spearsy. If we can't be funny, we can at least be mad. Until then, Sean Daly and myself remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Mm-hmm.